Hi, friends. You're tuned in to Legal Means Business, a podcast by Leeway. We are joined by some amazing guests who help us identify how to take your legal function and career to the next level. I'm your host, Steph Smith, and we're talking all things legal ops and legal tech, as well as other critical skills needed to help you thrive in the evolving in-house arena. Don't forget, you can watch us on YouTube or listen on the go through Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you enjoy the conversation, please do hit subscribe and let us know what you think on social. In that fast-paced environment, you need to be able to adapt to change. You need to be able to to go with the flow and move in the direction that the company wants to move in. And when you've got a slimmed down um, legal function, the way that you do that is by being involved at that early stage. So you know, as part of that decision-making process, why decisions are being made, which allows you to be a facilitator for those decisions rather than being a source of friction. When should legal teams get involved in projects? Traditionally, checking with legal was the last step in a business project. But we're now seeing legal teams become more and more integrated into the business. And when legal is embedded in the day-to-day running of a company, you can better manage risk and spot opportunities. So how can legal get involved at an earlier stage of the project? This is exactly what we're exploring in this episode with Adam Gibb. Following nearly a decade in private practice, Adam is now legal counsel at software company IdeaGen. When he moved in-house, Adam realised the importance of having awareness and input from the outset of projects. And today, Adam shares his tips on how to get legal involved with business projects as early as possible. Adam, hello. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. And, and thanks for having me. Yeah, it's um, oh. no, all good here. Yeah, good. And you're based in London? Uh, well, Nottingham. Yeah, in Nottingham. So yeah, no, we we have got we have got an office in London, um, but yeah. the, the central hub here for Idea Gen is uh, is in Nottingham, just outside the city centre. So where it all happens. Yeah. Very nice, very nice, super cool. Well, on the on the podcast, we tend to to dive straight in to we've got we've got a good good topic to explore today. I would say I was going to mention first. I suppose we had a, a previous guest on the podcast, um, Megan Lutz, and she really articulated well the idea that there are three types of businesses when it comes to how they see legal in the business um, and she said the the first treats legal like a necessary evil um, I think that certainly used to be the case for most businesses perhaps um, the second sees legal as an operational function and the third sees legal as and treats legal as a strategic business advisor can you relate to any of those does that resonate yeah, d- no, definitely. The um, certainly the last two. I, I think the, with the first one, I mean, I certainly know that there 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 probably are businesses that do see legal as a necessary evil, yeah. uh, but that fortunately hasn't been hasn't been my experience. Certainly seeing, um, and I think you know, 
what we're probably going to come on to um, later, we'll, it will become apparent that yeah, seeing legal as a strategic business partner, I think, is definitely the way forward. And I think in the industry, it's I think the term strategic business partner is probably thrown around quite a lot now as we're moving faster towards this kind of new era of in-house legal. What does a strategic business partner mean to you? Because I know it can be a little, a little different for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the role that I think the legal, any legal team really wants to play is seeing the legal issues, avoiding those becoming legal problems. Um, mm. So sort of having, being that strategic business partner, being getting involved at an early stage means that you can identify all of those legal issues before they they, they become a problem um, mm. and ideally, you know, mitigate and, and avoid them ever becoming you know, a, a serious problem for for the business. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. I hadn't really thought about the sense that you almost shouldn't be scared of legal issues because they're not yet legal problems. That's a that's a great way to look at it. Yeah, I, I mean, any legal team, really, you know, we're, we're there. We are there as a safety net for the business. You know, you're there for, for things when they when they might go wrong and, and things do go wrong. You know, it's, it mm-hmm. is inevitable. But really, the role of, of a, a legal team, certainly a modern legal team and definitely within the tech industry, you know, yep. you want to avoid the need for that safety net as far as possible and try and mitigate those problems as, as best you can. Yeah, totally. I mean, I guess if you, you touched on it there about legal being involved as early as possible, why is that beneficial um, for both the le- for the legal team and the business, I suppose? Yeah, I, I mean, I think um, anyone who has gone through the private practice to in-house route can appreciate that in-house and certainly again you know I'm in-house at a tech company so that's probably going to be the predominant focus of of, um, what I'm going to talk about but Mm -hmm. certainly in the tech industry things just move at a much quicker pace in-house for Um, sure and you know again where companies want to keep the legal function slimmed down as it were in that fast-paced environment you need to be able to adapt to change. You need to be able to uh, to go with the flow and move in the direction that the company wants to move in. And when you've got a slimmed down um, legal function, the way that you do that is by being involved at that early stage. So you know, at, as part of that decision-making process, why decisions are being made, um, uh, which allows you to be a facilitator for those decisions rather mm-hmm. than you know being a source of friction and does it help i suppose so it helps kind of streamline the process and mitigate risk before they arise and i'm just wondering does it help like legal have a, a broader perspective of the project as well which can maybe pull in thoughts and considerations maybe ideas that aren't even necessarily wouldn't necessarily fall under legal's remit traditionally yeah I mean a lot of the time a lot of the time we are we're a sounding board for ideas and part as part of that decision making process Um, Mm -hmm. and it means that you know we see it from from a different point of view my background in private practice was was in in disputes so again you know seeing things 
when they've gone wrong um mm-hmm. you can sort of help and prepare and say well actually you know if we if we do these these are the consequences that that, that might arise or these are the events mm-hmm. that we want to try and avoid you know i don't think getting legal involved at an early stage in whatever strategy or project or decision making process doesn't mean furnishing us with an intimate working knowledge of absolutely everything about that that process a high level um a high level approach works just as well and certainly when you're slimmed down you know having an you don't have the time to to delve into too much of the detail and i think sometimes lawyers particularly ones that have been in private practice and i can say this because i was there yeah we do have a tendency to sometimes become a little bit bogged down in in the detail and you know you you can try and avoid that like i say by having a high level um high level overview of what that project or decision is going to be and the best Mm -hmm. way that we can assist and I want to come back to the the consequences that you mentioned there, but I just want to flag. I love the term "slimmed down" legal team. I've never heard that before. It's a very, um, you, you know, a very nice way to put it. I think. <laughs> no, I, I think you know, like everything. Uh, everything I think should be should be taken positively. You know, I think yeah. how, looking at it as a as a slimmed down um, team, legal function, legal operation, whatever you want to call it, it's. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I think it's the right term. You know, I, I think it, it avoids all of the potential negativity that comes with perhaps looking at it a different way. Yeah, you're right. And there's a lot to be said, actually. Um, and we've touched on it quite a lot during the podcast with probably almost all of the guests on no matter what the topic is. It comes quite a lot down to, to mindset as well and keeping that positive attitude, actually, because it really does um, influence the way that you operate and how you collaborate with other people, especially cross-functionally, I suppose. <laughs> no, and you're so right, you know, building those relationships, um, especially as a, if it is, use the word again, slim down, um, mm-hmm. it, it, you, those relationships are going to be key. And, like, you know, like we said, you don't, you really don't want to be perceived as a blocker. I, I'm a firm, I'm a firm believer of, the legal team should have, uh, you know, the legal function should have what its intention is. And that should be aligned firmly with the perception that the business has of that team. If your mm-hmm. intention is to be a facilitator, but the perception is that you're a blocker, it, that, yeah. that, that friction is, is is there. And and it's very difficult to, to then, um, you know, p- provide that meaningful, meaningful advice. And when there's mm-hmm. only a few of you in a team, having those those key relationships with the key stakeholders in order to facilitate all of that and make sure that that perception is mm-hmm. is aligned with your intention is is important yeah that, that's a really great point actually how can you lessen the gap between your intention and the perception of the legal team I think part of it is the relationships that you build so you know having key stakeholders within the business, whether that's heads of department or certain managers that you deal with on a regular basis who are going to help and come and know that they can come to you. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, you want people to feel like they can come and talk to you uh, mm-hmm. at an early stage rather than sort of thinking, oh, I'm not going to go and speak to legal because they might say no, yeah. <laughs> which I think is you know, going back to what you said at the start, that necessary evil. You don't you don't you don't want that to be the perception. Um, mm. And a big way that you do that is is forging those relationships. And 
there's no real reason now why those relationships can't be built because I think because of the pandemic and everything, people are now much more connected mm-hmm. virtually. I mean, don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. There's, there's, we've obviously now back in the office, things are full flow and you realise the benefit of actually being able to see people face to face. And that's another big part of it. But I think, you know, having, building those relationships with key stakeholders, laying the foundations, you want to be the first port of call. You, you don't want to be an afterthought. To ensure that the business is motivated to get you, the legal team, involved as early as possible, it's important to lessen the gap between the intention of the legal department and the perception of the legal department. A great way to do this is by building strong relationships with key stakeholders across the business. Often, this means strengthening connections with heads of departments and sometimes project leads. Here are five tips to build strong relationships. One, know your position and play it well. What is the role of your legal team and the outcomes that you have to deliver? Two, understand and acknowledge what's important to your stakeholders. Make an effort to ask your cross-functional peers about their priorities. This demonstrates your interest in their success and helps identify ways that you can better support them. Three, show empathy towards others' challenges. This builds trust and mutual respect, helping stakeholders empathise with your legal challenges when they arise. Four, communicate well. Actively share what the legal team is working on, as well as your strategies and ambitions. This will help create interest and build a willingness to collaborate. Five, prioritise the relationships you want to build. Building relationships takes time, so which functions would it be most beneficial to have strong ties with? Prioritise these and build out from there. Um, and just to, to bring it back, uh, I got slightly sidetracked there by your fantastic slimming down term. Um, but yes, back to in terms of legal being involved early in projects and, and with topics and the likes. What have you experienced any or what are the potential consequences of legal not being involved earlier on what issues might arise I suppose yeah I mean I I I haven't had any sort of negative issues if if you like from from mm-hmm. legal not being involved but you know that I suppose the risk is that a decision gets made where legal ought to have been involved and mm-hmm. then you know I, take for instance you know you've got a your business is making a decision and it involves a number of your customers and their contracts and if you haven't had somebody review those contracts or at least say hold on a second let's just mm-hmm. review these contracts everything might be fine but let's just review them to make sure if you haven't at least conducted the check the risk is that you're going to take a decision that then does have some sort of impact on the customers and you know that's that's the last thing a business the business wants I suppose the way to the way to to try and avoid that is, like I say, being involved at an early stage, even if that is, as I say, just as a sounding board to, mm-hmm. you know, to, to just be involved in that decision or you know, joining monthly, weekly update calls, not yeah. necessarily in any great function. You're not there to sort of say, OK, these are the legal implications, but you're just there in case they need to call on you. That avoids people then having to have a meeting go away, think about it, realise that actually we do need to bring legal in and have to have Mm -hmm. the same conversation again. Again, another risk, like you say, is by involving legal at at a later stage, you might end up having to 
you know, slow the process down because you've got to go back maybe a few steps and yeah. look at the legal issues um, that, that could have been avoided. Um, mm-hmm. I, I personally, you know, I, I join quite a few weekly and monthly updates with various teams around the business just to sort of, you know, like I say, not for any great legal purpose, but just either as a another voice on the call to sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes legal can be a voice of a voice of reason. Um, yeah. You know, anything like that but also just in case you know if somebody says oh okay maybe legal needs to be involved you're there you can jump in it's immediate and like mm-hmm. I say in that fast pace fast-paced environment where there's not many other people in the team and maybe your time is precious just as much as everyone else's that early early intervention can can save valuable time I, I've heard a lot of people have a lot of success by joining weekly or monthly meetings actually because uh, as you say you can you can jump in if people realize that they need some legal input but equally and understandably um, some people might not realize that a certain project or a certain activity would have legal implications but you being there and having that awareness can you know you can actively proactively jump in and, and prepare for that to avoid any issues i suppose yeah for sure i think one of the um one of the other ways that you can um sort of get that knowledge is building those relationships but then sort of keeping your ear to the ground because sometimes Mm. like you say you're not always you aren't always the first thought as as a legal team because the business is you know it's got so much going on and especially like i say in a fast-paced environment when things Mm -hmm. move decisions are having to be made at at, at short notice or quickly the the first thought isn't oh let's let's pull legal in on this but if you've got those relationships and you've built those relationships sometimes passing conversations that you're having in a coffee shop with somebody that you know oh how's that going what's going on what have you got on this week what have you you know is there anything coming up and and you can kind of break it I, i find that you can break it down so you can obviously have those big like you know an annual overview of, of the year let's say you know mm-hmm. the projects team what have they got coming up over the next year but then you know you you've kind of got that that way in with with that team and you can say right okay how's this project going how's that going oh would you like me to join that call um, and mm-hmm. sometimes you've got to be you've got to you kind of got to put yourself on that call you kind of if you know something's going on and you think okay this is this might be going somewhere it's gaining a bit of traction here and maybe mm-hmm. i need to be involved um, you've kind of got to not be afraid to stand up and say, right, can I have an invite to to that meeting? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's kind of a double pronged approach. I feel like you have to build those personal connections and break down the, the barriers and perception that, you know, legal teams or legal people even are, you know, not accessible perhaps. So you're building those personal connections, which then enable you to you know, be involved on a more professional basis as well with less friction, I suppose. Yeah, I, yeah. I think, uh, you know, it, an age old thing is, you know, people, people buy from people. And that's, that's yeah. the same with the legal team. You're, okay, you're not selling a product, you're selling a service, you're selling your, you know, your advice, your knowledge, your, mm-hmm. your strategic, your business plan. Mm-hmm. It, it's, and if you have built those relationships, and you've got those fundamental um, building blocks there, that process is is going to be you know as frictionless as it can be and when legal's involved from an earlier stage and you have this awareness of what's going on and and you hear from other teams and I presume you probably have an appreciation for their their objectives and their goals more as well rather than having that kind of tunnel vision perspective I guess 
the legal team's per, um, perception of a project, you have the full kind of holistic view rather than just one um, legal perception. Yeah, I mean, any any lawyer, I suppose, you know, if you take, if you think of, I, I, I mean, I don't like to think of it this way because I, I like to think of the business as a whole, but if you think key, of key stakeholders perhaps as your clients mm -hmm. and you want to get to know them and you want to get to know their business, you want to get to know what their objectives are, you want to get to know what their motivators are, what, and that's going to help you make that decision. And when, like, you know, bringing it back to, to the, the topic, Mm -hmm. getting involved at an earlier stage you're you've got more of an opportunity to understand right this is the process that that we're looking at or this is the strategy this is the business decision we want to make understanding what has motivated what the what the original objectives were um right at the start you can always bring mm -hmm. it back to that you can always bring it back to that focus which you know any department is is going to want to see and if you've not been involved i suppose looking at it from the other point of view if you're involved at a later stage, you've got to work to what you've got, you yourself have got to work twice as hard, but the other people have also got, you know, you're going to be asking questions that people might have had to answer three or four times already throughout that process. Yeah. Um, and and the, 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 sometimes the decision is, look, we just want to make a decision. As lawyers, we often are like detailed focused or we mm -hmm. want time to maybe think about what the consequences might be if you're involved at a later stage well if you say okay i'll take this offline um because i just you know i just need to go away and look at this time is is important um to everyone uh, mm -hmm. so you can avoid causing potentially unnecessary delays by understanding what all of those those motivators those objectives were right at the start yeah and time is is money in this situation, <laughs> I suppose, right? For sure. For sure. Yeah, and I also feel it's quite a. It seems like a waste not to involve your legal team as early as possible because I feel like, you know, lawyers are very talented people, and but your your talents and your insights and the contributions that you could share expand way beyond just legal knowledge. I think. Um, and the suggestions you could make, I suppose, would, of course, have the legal considerations. But I think people forget sometimes that lawyers can contribute more than just the, the legal aspects, I guess, which is a fresh pair of eyes. It makes all the difference sometimes. Yeah, I think it's been certainly um, at, at law school and, and in studying, it's drilled into you these transferable skills and the mm. commercial awareness that you need. So it, you're absolutely right. That's something that permeates your your training, all of that, um, right through to to your practice. So yeah, it's it's definitely a good use of the legal team's skill and expertise to have them involved at the early stage and get them. You know, like I say, even if it's just as a sounding board, just as a different voice mm -hmm. in the room, we might have seen things that other people haven't. We might have a point of view. I think there's a there's a general perception that the legal team can be more risk averse, and that mm. may be that may be true. In many cases, it is true. Um, but equally, there's a reason why you have us, and there's a reason why we we are risk adverse. And mm -hmm. sometimes those things do need to be said. And if they're said, you know, in the if they're said in the course of general discussion rather than in the course of we've come to legal for a piece of advice what is that yeah. advice you look less that perception that intention and perception thing comes back because that perception isn't going to be that the that you're saying that you're saying no or that you're saying or 
we can't do it that way, but we can do it this way. The perception is going to be, oh, okay, you're just another voice in the room. You're, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're part of this decision-making process with us. Yeah, that is a great point. It becomes much more of a, a discussion rather than a a tick box, I suppose, exercise, um, which makes all the difference and makes it much more easy, makes it easier to weigh up the pros and the cons of whatever route the, the business decides to go down, considering all the all the implications. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And we obviously talked about um, joining weekly or monthly meetings where possible. Um, are there any other kind of foundations that you need to lay in order to make sure legal is involved as early as possible? Or how would you go about doing that? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think if I had to sort of boil it down, it, it's it's laying those foundations is really building the relationship, building those key relationships. Mm-hmm. Um and then keeping your ear to the ground, making sure that you're identifying those legal issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a case of, especially in-house, being a little bit entrepreneurial with your approach and thinking outside the box as to where those issues might come from or what operational mm-hmm. matters legal might touch allows you to maybe, uh, and uh, again, you know, if the perception is that the legal team is a bit of a silo, um, uh, uh, you know, a bit of a... Uh, an island in in the business, then I think you've got to not be afraid to step outside of that and go and make those make those contacts yourself. I, I sometimes see it as a bit of network. You know, it's internal networking. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> when you're in private practice, you you have to go out uh, to to events left, right, and centre to to build your client base. When you're in house, everything's in house. There's no reason why you know set up a team meeting, teams meeting, mm-hmm. or a Zoom call, and 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 you know chat to people in the in the coffee shop just you know uh, uh, and identify where those issues might be coming from um mm. or, or what things you know the legal function might need to be involved with and i think i said it before you know don't be afraid to to put yourself in the room if you know something's going on then ask for that invite to that meeting obviously mm-hmm. you know it, i appreciate sometimes it depends on your seniority <laughs> yeah. and, and, and you know whether it is appropriate but but you know generally speaking i don't think you know you're ever going to be criticized for asking for that that invite um if you think it's necessary yeah if if anything even if you are junior surely it would make you yeah uh, you know make a name for yourself show that you're you're proactive and, and passionate and keen to be involved <laughs> yeah it never hurts to raise your profile never hurts to raise your profile So, practically, how can the legal team get involved earlier? Firstly, you need to build those key relationships, as we've discussed. Then, you need to prove that you're dedicated to achieving the collective mission. This means setting goals that are linked to the wider business goals and building trusted cross-functional dependencies. Next, think big picture. Maintain a holistic view of how your work fits into the wider strategy and keep this front of mind. Avoid those risk-averse legal blinkers. Lastly, think entrepreneurially. This means thinking outside the box, challenge conventional thinking and presenting solutions anytime that you identify a legal issue. Um, about yourself and IdeaGen, are you implementing, you mentioned you go to these monthly meetings, are you exploring any other ways of, of being involved earlier or are there any particular projects that you've experienced that it's great to be involved as early as possible or what, what's your experience with this all? 
Yeah, I mean, the reason I mentioned those sort of um, those points earlier is because they've all been things which have helped me in my career at, at IdeaGen. Mm. And the reason why I'm part of those update calls is because of all of those things that that, that I, I've just said and then making mm-hmm. sure that you follow through on on those actions and raising I think you know getting involved at an early stage goes hand in hand with that raising your profile um, and making sure people know that you're there don't be afraid if if you're new to the team to organize or, or ask and say you know can you can you organize a few introductory calls um, and have the you know have that list of what the legal function is or what your role is within the legal mm. function and make sure that people know and then just keep also keep checking in with people you know it's it's always good whether it's on a quarterly monthly however regularly it needs to be to understand what key projects are coming up it, like i say it's in a fast paced environment projects are coming up all of the time and and you just you 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 have just got to be um very proactive i think in your approach it it does require proactivity certainly yeah um and yeah if if it it, is recognizing that maybe there are issues which don't require an immediate input but depending on the direction that it takes maybe you will be required and like going back Mm -hmm. to the going back to my first point you, you you want to avoid those legal issues becoming legal problems and I think just being there and being present um, in whatever capacity that is, showing face virtually or or physically, it does just break down those barriers and reminds people as well that legal is there and legal is part of the team because you're there um, on a regular basis, not just, you know, when shit hits the fan, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No. Yeah. Definitely. It's you. You definitely. The, the last thing you want to be is an afterthought, and people are coming and saying, "Right, I've got this problem. Please, please, can you solve it?" Because it's it's you know often everyone's people are too busy. Um, you know, and it, it, you know, if you're a if you're a slimmed down function, the last mm-hmm. thing you want is a big you know is is a big legal problem on your desk. So if you know you you want to avoid it um, as best you can. Yeah. Totally. And it sounds like it does come down to, you know, building those connections, which is funny because the more conversations I have, the more it seems to to come down to to building those connections and those relationships, which I think if I, I've heard some people who maybe perhaps don't appreciate the, the value of that um, as much, but when you experience it, there are some really tangible benefits of building those relationships, like streamlined processes, less friction, getting involved at an earlier stage and, and all of those, I mean, they result in better, better legal outcomes, yes, but better, better business outcomes as well. Yeah, it's definitely just, it's, it's just much, I, I think it's, I don't think legal is unique in that, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure if, 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 if we spoke to any of the departments, certainly here at IdeaGen, you know, one of the big mantras that we have here is, is community. And that, permeates everything that we do and building those relationships just makes everything run more smoothly you know it just means that if you've got a call yeah you know it's you're catching up it's you know how was your weekend did you have a good holiday brilliant mm-hmm. okay and now let's get into whatever we're, we're we're talking about rather than you know it being sort of an awkward awkward yeah. hello and then yeah oh, I've got I've got a question to ask you <laughs> Yeah, I think we've all experienced that now. <laughs> um, I suppose just, just to finish up then, um, on building the relationships, uh, do you have any kind of top tips on how you'd um, go about building those? 
yeah, I mean, I think really, I, I don't think there's much more to add. I, I but mm-hmm. I, 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 could, I definitely think you know, putting in time to make those make introductions um, mm-hmm. at, at the at the start, and then making sure you foster and cultivate those relationships throughout throughout your journey throughout your career and it is it is just things as simple as you know checking in with people catching up with people and making sure that people know that you're there people know Mm -hmm. that you're available and also that you're somebody that they can you you want to be approachable and just letting people know that um okay if it is i suppose the flip side of this is if you have got a problem they also shouldn't be afraid to come and ask you or tell you that you've, that, that yeah. they have got a problem. So uh, I suppose if 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 you realise that actually okay maybe we should have got legal on board at an earlier stage, you, you still shouldn't be afraid to to come and ask, um, come and ask. And I think that's important when you're building a relationship is to make sure that people feel like they they can come and talk to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cover cover all bases. Try to get involved as early as possible, but make sure that you're accessible enough so that people aren't ashamed when they haven't <laughs> no, been for proactive sure. and uh, it's an organ. Uh, uh, you know, building relationships is definitely an organic thing. It's it's what yeah. works for you. It's there's definitely no one size fits all, um, but it's never going to do any harm to you know. Uh, uh, and again, as we go, as we as we're in the process of going back to the office, it's it's making the effort to to get away from your desk. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got a coffee shop here at, the, at, at HR. And quite often it's, uh, oh, we need to catch up about this. Do you want to just meet in the coffee shop for five minutes? Mm-hmm. And, you know, seeing somebody face to face as well as over Zoom or Teams, um, it just helps to add, I think, a little mm. bit of um, uh, a little bit of a personal touch to, to those meetings. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's yeah a really important topic, though, because I think uh, many teams and d- different projects and stuff, you do have certain automatic considerations, whether that be if you're the sales team, you might think about the marketing or, you know, the finance um, department and stuff. But legals maybe been lagging behind in terms of being a an upfront thought for, for projects. So I think it's, yeah, as you say, very important and hugely beneficial whether that be to spot legal issues or opportunities as well so yeah super important topic so thank you so much for sharing no problem thanks for having me (laughs) oh not at all it's been a pleasure thank you so much (laughs) thank you